get for I was I'm exploring like the process of creativity and where it comes from whether or not it's this like magical thing that people are born with or just comes from the universe is it something that you have to work on like any other skill like what exactly is creativity and so the this is an interacting a conversation with people about what they feel about creativity and where they think it comes from so that's the baseline so um but you asked me about something about I can't remember. Um, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to me later. Um, tell me about your background, your your work background, because I know you were an architect mm-hmm. for a bit, and you were no longer an architect. And so tell me, like, start for, with that story wherever you want to start with it. Um, just my work background. No. Well, uh, just no. Give me like yeah. Give me your creative background. Actually, is a better. Word. Um, yeah. My creative background is just like growing up. My mom um, was an artist, and so we were always doing projects. I was homeschooled, so I think that had a lot of influence in just being able to do creative things and being taught by a creative person. Um, but. I always felt like, um, I don't know, I was really motivated to get away from my hometown. And I would have honestly like loved to do way more art, but I kind of saw it as cheating because it was so fun. <laughs> so I was doing like, you know, calculus instead because I wanted to like get out and go to a good school and leave this shit town behind me or whatever. Um, And then in college, I was in like science. Um, I was pre-vet actually. And then I took this one architecture class as an elective and I loved it. Like the teacher was so weird and interesting and everything was just like magical. I later discovered that was not a very representative course about architecture, but um, it was just so tapped into creativity and like seeing the world in new ways and so I switched uh, majors um, after that course and um, finished architecture school actually I finished architecture school in Italy I transferred into Italian University for my last semester finished there then I my first job was in um, Florence working for um, from Arc Florence that did more like restoration work and I really wanted to be doing more modern stuff but working in Italy um, so I found another firm after a few years to transfer to and then I, I came to New York for an architecture landscape architecture job mostly um, and then a couple of years after that I got laid off and it was like I mean I laugh at myself now, but it was like the most tragic thing that had ever happened to me and I just was so taken aback and surprised that I got laid off that I really got super depressed for a long time and I never um, I never went back to architecture after that. I was just kind of like, alright, I'm going to do some other stuff. I did freelance for a little bit, but um, I was just lost for a while. and. Eventually, I got the idea to open shop. Um, I had grown up like always wearing used clothing and stuff, and um, 
I actually got the idea because I wanted to hang out with my dog all day. And um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I used to, on the weekends, I used to like take her around Bushwick and Williamsburg and like with my friends. And these stores are often pretty friendly towards dogs. And so we would like go around, chat with people. And this one um, owner of this place called Sunday Love that's not around anymore, she was like, you could totally open your own shop. Like, you have the perfect shop dog. Because she would come in and just, like, lay down and be so chill with everyone. She was like, you could do it. And then I just started thinking about it. I was like, oh, like, I would, you know, I could hang out with her and have this space. It was always kind of a vehicle to um, have that community neighborhood experience. Like, I was like, I want to have that experience. Like, how can I do that? Like, I'm not going to open, I don't think I can open my own architecture firm, and that's not going to create the vibe I want, you know? Okay. So, um, it just seemed like something worth trying at the time, and I really, um, really went into it pretty blindly. And I think, like, several of my close friends at the time we're like whoa Susie is gonna get in over her head with this one like what's gonna happen and stuff and luckily it Seven ended years up later. working enough <laughs> enough to get by and enjoy myself and have like just a super amazing vibrant community around me which is you know irreplaceable really okay so I write down a bunch of questions so that if I get lost, we can go back to them. <laughs> but answers. it's always a, no. That's actually a really good. So, do you feel like? Oh shoot, where do I go from this? Do you feel like the store is a means of creative expression, like, or do you think of it as a business, or does it somewhere kind of mixed together in a way that you can't really describe? That's interesting. I mean, initially it was a huge creative outlet for me because um, I didn't have any starting capital, right? It's like, how can I make this look like something with nothing, you know? And um, I would say like trash has always been a big inspiration for me and how to be creative, you know, found materials, found um, objects, whatever. but. Um, I do still find creative expression in the store. I guess every couple weeks, like, I look around myself and I'm like, this feels kind of stale, you know? And then I stay up all night, like, moving furniture around and, like, making new displays until it feels like it has a good energy again. Um, so that's, that's like a minimal expression, but in general, I don't feel that I get that creative outlet that I, um, initially felt from having the store and um, bringing this to the community and so uh, that's this fall like I've really been trying to figure out like well what's the next step like I've been doing this for almost seven years it's starting to feel stale I'm starting to feel stuck I already have the community I wanted like things are going well enough but not so well that I can just like let someone else take care of it and just have you know yeah. my own free time whatever so um i started doing these workshops behind the store and partnering with um, friends who are also artists to kind of like have what i want to do with my free time and also like share that with the community more um that leads into something you asked me before it's like i have a crazy space 
and I was looking for several months for a space. Um, didn't have any money. I saw this sign outside this place on Montrose. I was living on Grand um, Grand Street at the time. Walking by with my dog, like took a picture of the phone number. I called them. They didn't speak hardly any English, but we end up meeting and I find out, oh, it's not just a store. It's a store plus three totally illegal spaces behind it that have like been built gotcha. out behind it. And he would, I was like, well, you rent me just the store. And he's like, no, you have to take everything, you know? <laughs> but it was that kind of situation where he didn't really care that I didn't have the capital to guarantee that I could pay rent on uh -huh. this place. And I don't know, I just felt like taking the risk. And so, I rented this whole, I don't know how many square, it's, I think the whole thing is like 2,000 square feet or more. Um, but you know, a couple apartments and a big storage room and then the store. And that was like my day one starting out with this huge responsibility of like, how am I gonna make this work? Um, and so behind the store, like it's been an apartment until now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I can host workshops back here and then flip the space and rent it out again for a little bit if I can't quite like make it work. So we're in that in-between stage where I'm kind of like, look at my great new studio space, come take a workshop. And then like people are like, oh, are you having any more workshops? And I'm like, yeah, in January, you know, because I have to wait till okay. you guys out. So. It's interesting. So when I was thinking about this, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I guess just that was a long answer, but that um, I feel like now I am finding creative expression through the store because it's like bringing this community in to take these workshops and classes together. Like I just made all these stained glass pieces with people that I know just from the community or like the other side of that is um forgot to mention the yoga studio that um initially when I first opened the shop I always had yoga classes in the store yes I've taken yoga at your store yes you yeah. took yoga with Hannah or Lola do you remember gosh I forgot that's how we met I don't know which who it was yeah are was they it astro yoga or I don't I'm trying to, I think Erica took it with Lola. I know. I think Erica came when Lola was there. Because okay. you came with Erica, right? Yes. Um, so having the yoga studio behind the shop now, um, that's amazing. And I feel like that is helping me to have like the confidence to take more time to be creative because I'm taking, I have like, I have no excuse for not doing yoga now. Like it's right there. Like have a membership you know and um, it just puts me in a better place and uh, I've also been hosting events in that space um, that I think I've invited you to but okay. are a little bit too hippie for you but I find so <laughs> much creative expression in that and like facilitating these groups where these people are coming together and openly sharing and creating these altars together and kind of like structuring the flow of the evening um i've just done three so far but i found that to be really rewarding and again it's like accessing that community that i have through the store like if i had just 
you know, continued working in architecture, whatever, I wouldn't have that same reach and exposure to be able to like hold something like that. But um, that's been really fulfilling. I feel amazing after doing that. Okay, I'm gonna two places for yeah. me. I'm gonna, I, okay. So one where place I wanna go is the community element. Mm -hmm. The other way I wanna go is this coming, I'll, I'll come back to the community element. So my under my original thinking about the store was I I saw the store as kind of like a fashion stylistic mm -hmm. thing and so that's I read an interview you did like a paper interview with someone with a real estate collective I think mm -hmm. um, and you were talking about like how like how you like the how you feel about fashion how you feel like you're it's almost like you were like a steward for like the fashion like someone else wore it, you're wearing it, and you'll pass it along. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought maybe, I guess it's a better question, do you feel like the fashion, like the clothing element, is in any way a means for you to be creative or not so much? Because it's so much business that you can't, that you're not really thinking about the curation, yeah. like how what you're putting out there for the community to wear, and how you're shaping the community in that way. Um, I don't think about business. Okay. at all like I'm just not skilled okay. in that area um, so it's not that I think it's been a part of me for so long now um, that I don't even think of it as like creative anymore but totally like if you come in there I'm gonna look at you and I feel because of just spatial awareness that comes from architecture like where I feel like I Excel maybe compared to other store experiences is just that usually someone will end up buying something that I suggest to them because I feel like I have a good ability to see the person and know how it's going to fit them and maybe they bring 10 things in and none of them fit because vintage is tough it's all you know one-offs and yeah. a lot of people have a hard time knowing what's going to fit them or the sizes are all different from different years um, so I feel like that and then pairing that with different things or people come in and ask for advice and um, I just really enjoy that. But my favorite is when someone has like a weird obscure mission like tonight in two hours I have to perform this, you know, drag show and I have to be this amazing, fabulous, like silvery goddess, like help me, you know, now or what like I love having created and we can accessorize and do these things. I do really love that. I don't, um, where I don't find creative expression and because there are the days when the only people that come in like don't really want to engage or they're just on their phone or they're in a bad mood. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, why do I sit here? Like, yeah. this is terrible. Wait, it's because know? we're like a store here. Like, yeah. I don't want But when people want to, you know, talk or have share stories or listen to records or whatever I feel like that's the impetus and then things start going like everyone is actually usually has something they might be able to use even though most people will say no I don't need anything when I come in but then once they start to open up like they're like oh yeah I do have this wedding coming up or like I need something for this and um, it's just like breaking the ice okay I guess that feels like more of a creative, I don't see it as a 
Maybe that is a business thing. I don't see it as a business thing. I see that as a creative challenge. Like someone comes in who just, you know, isn't looking for a new friend. They just want to like kill some time yeah. or shop and like, how do I break them <laughs> into wanting to hang out with me? Well, it sounds like it's less like, how do I get them to become a shopper? How do I get them to join my community? Yeah, it feels kind of like that. And some of my best friends like started out that way. Like uh, Lana, I mentioned before, she was, she was pretty snobby when she first came into my shop. But I recognized something magical about her and I was like, I'm going to pursue this woman. And she's my best, I mean, She's one of my best friends now. Huh. So, I don't know. I think, like, people carry um, an interesting air about them or something sometimes that uh, you just makes you curious, you know. And the shop allows you to build that over time until, yeah. Okay. It's just there. Huh. So this is that would be different. This is an interesting conversation about relationships. That not the point of the podcast, but different conversation we'll have another. Mm -hmm. But um, so, for you, mm -hmm. do you feel like creativity? Because you're talking about like how you, I guess, branching out to a different type of what you feel was more creative for you. Do you feel like creativity is more of a communal activity or an individual activity for you? For you, um, for me, definitely individual. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, I guess, I don't even have a sense of what, like, communal creativity is. I guess, like, group dances, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. um, when, like, like group art projects, okay. like, I don't know. I like, feel like I'm kind of opinionated about my artwork or whatever, or I don't even know if I want to call it artwork, but, yeah, I don't think I'm so good at just like making a group drawing effort or something you know like I'll, we'll have drawing nights or whatever and hang out but we'll kind of do our own thing like we don't try to like make one thing together this is funny i would think that architecture is a kind of a communal creativity mm, i guess it's a small group but it's not way. like yeah it's not like you sitting in a design an entire building. I feel like everyone's kind of coming in and like... Well, I mean, normally there's like a few people working on a project and they're kind of... I mean, I guess... I never felt like I was creatively collaborating with a team. Like, I would have certain parameters that I could work within in design and then someone else was designing other aspects or finishing up the drawing or doing the construction phase or whatever and I'm doing design development or whatever like there is some feedback but I guess and maybe it's just the firms that I worked in but I mostly worked on my own and then would present the stuff and then get approval or like change this or whatever and go back and fix it and then finish that okay so it's more like it a relay pretty, team than it is a basketball team um, what kind of team is it more like? Um, and this may be very different at other places. I've only worked at three firms. Um, yeah. Or, you know, people are doing 
things at the same time, but so much of architecture is not creative too. Hmm. Like there's a lot of it that's just kind of the grunt work. So usually there's only like one or maybe two people who really have that much creative input hmm. on a project has been my experience and other people are just doing what needs to get done whereas architecture schools was super creative but in in real life how do you what is your creative process because i have a question about the grunt work in a second mm. what is your creative process because this is a process process podcast process um i don't think about it okay i don't know i mean i think um well I think creativity is just trying to make something better for me. It's like seeing, like, this is a really cheesy example, but like, I didn't know if you were hungry or if I was hungry or whatever, like I just put some crackers and cheese out and it looked like so pathetic on the plate, you know? And then I just started like making this little face with it and arranging it in a different way. And so, so it's just like, oh, this looks terrible. like. What if I arrange it? Now it's going to be beautiful, or at least it's funny, or like make someone laugh. And that's how I feel about, you know, um, everything is like it starts with constraints. Like, if I had had 50 grand to start my business, it would probably look very different. You know, it looks very DIY and funky, but you also kind of feel the energy of creative expression in the space, I think. Um, because it's just a lot of like, oh, this looks terrible. What can I do? Like, I'm gonna add this or do this or try to make it look a little bit better. Um, so I think just my creative process is just um, kind of piecing scraps together oh. to make it into a more pleasing arrangement or something. Okay. Kind of like working with uh, what's available. All right. Um, patching and I would say that goes for the clothes and stuff too is like so much of my work is off the floor is like hand washing or patching or making repairs like oh this could be a really beautiful dress if you know these three things were fixed in it and then putting that time in and attention to restore it I guess hmm that's this is interesting because you don't think of that as creativity no, I don't. I think that's not even that. I think <laughs> <laughs> my impression of creativity is probably broader than most people's impression of creativity. Uh, I, there, I guess when I asked you the question, I asked you so broad because yeah. I, I wonder whether or not like your process in being creative. So where do you feel like you do you cook? Like where do you feel like you're creative in your life? Like I mean. I don't know. Like, I'm looking at your apartment. Your apartment seems really creative. Yeah, um, I don't know where I'm not creative in my life. I mean, I feel, I guess, I feel, um, I feel like I have a really hard time operating just within the lines. Like, even in yoga class, like, do this pose. Like, I'm going to do that pose, but I'm also going to, like, play around and groove until it feels like the right spot and maybe I get a little lost and the teacher's like, oh, we're doing this, you know, but I'm kind of, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm always um, just trying things out until it fits for myself. 
Huh. Um, so I imagine like that's similar. So so when you create it, when you're quote unquote creative, um, let's say. I know you were editing your friend's music, or your writing, or... or what are they doing? I, I don't know. Dan? You, I, you sent me a I picture. I said I was editing? I don't know. Maybe you weren't editing. Maybe I just said you were listening. Maybe you were oh, listening to Oh, yeah. I was just, like, giving feedback. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I guess my question is, it sounds... Maybe the... I'm going to ask you. So, is it similar type of way of doing it so like when you're cooking whatever you're cooking you're like all right i'm gonna like pull out whatever it doesn't really matter what i pull out and i'm gonna just like taste it and try it out kind of add stuff and see how it goes or you're like all right i'm going to get blue apron and there's this instruction manual and i'm following this instruction manual and i'll kind of find the rhythm as i go um or is it is it does your create would you think creatively similar no matter what area you're doing it in I think it's different for everything. Like, if I'm baking, uh-huh. I'm going to do my best to, like, actually measure everything because I feel like there's not so much room for error in baking. The only place I'm really creative in baking is with uh, sorry, spices or, um, like, putting in different flavorings. But I'm not going to mess up with, like, the measurements um, so much, you know? I guess I do change, like sugar and different things but for the most part like baking I follow a recipe whereas just cooking dinner I mean I lived in Italy for a while and so like whenever I'm alone I just make pasta like I just love pasta and I often I make variations on like the same recipes that are just like really satisfying to me but um I don't I don't like do big cooking projects unless I'm cooking for a group like we had Thanksgiving here a couple days ago and I made these ridiculous um like food sculptures because why not you know there were just funny things to do with food in my time and I was just like having fun experimenting we didn't have a turkey um we had salmon and chicken and so I made like a vegetable turkey appetizer and these like egg appetizer nudie people I'll show you pictures <laughs> later for people to eat when they came in so it's kind of like I don't think it's something I plan it's something that just like you just have a thought and then you follow it and see okay. where it leads I guess and so that I don't see if that's where I get hung up on process, because I'm like, is there a process? I don't know. There is, you know what? There is no right or wrong answer. So it's like, this is kind of the part I'm like trying to explore mm-hmm. where people come from with it. Yeah. Um, so, where you said that you kind of, with the story, you're kind of getting a little bit stagnant and you want to try some more something creatively. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, is it music? Is it writing? Is it yoga? Like, um, more like visual stuff. I mean, I love, um, I love creating, um, I don't really create music. I used to go to this great, uh, a few great music jams in the area and like make music with friends just for fun. I haven't really done that in a while, but we did do that at women's group the other night. Um, when I say I want to be more creative, it's really just carving out that space um, and the way that I feel inspired to do that right now is like 
helping my friends who are amazing artists like Valeria for example like she does privates um, in stained glass making at her home studio but it's a small enough space that she can really only do one-on-one -on -one. and one-on-one -on -one, you know classes are naturally more expensive and so it's like oh everybody wins if my friends all get to take this class and she gets to reach a wider pool of people if we have it in the shop and then everyone's exposed and kind of um, more affordable and we're all working together. I love that aspect of, I guess it is communal creativity in a way, like when you're in the workshop setting and you can see what other people are doing and kind of like opens your mind a little bit more. I don't want to make something with you. I'm like really funny about sharing. Like also at restaurants, my friends are always like, let's get five plates and share. And I'm like, no, I want to get five <laughs> Like I made a decision, food. this like, is. <laughs> I gotta get it. <laughs> but um, I like being in that environment where other people are making things. And you know, I really miss Third Ward. And I always felt like Third Ward was also too expensive for me. And so, I, um, but I miss the community that was there and I feel like there's nothing like that in the neighborhood that I know of and I'm not going to become a third ward because that place was huge but maybe I can create some of that environment in some of these like textile dyeing classes or stained glass or like um, paper mache masks or whatever you know like there's so much you can do in a space with minimal materials and talented people this is so interesting so I'm listening to you mm -hmm. and part of you is saying you like to like maybe you like to look at people for maybe for inspiration for what you're gonna do but you like to like work on your own you don't mm -hmm. kind of just want to have your own space but you're also it seems like you're gravitating to like creating these spaces so other people can kind of learn and grow to like learn and be creative together or maybe like pick up pointers from, an, from a teacher then they can go be creative on, on their own. Um, I'm wondering like with your friends do when you're listening to them are you trying to like say oh I'm going to try this stuff like stained glass like on, at, at home or is this, that's just kind of like a way of facilitating their creativity and like enabling their creativity. And what you want to do is something different and that's just kind of something you're kind of either working out or just like doing. Um, so I think part of it is the connection mm -hmm. for sure. I'm always connecting people. Um, and I think the other aspect of it is, yeah, I wouldn't want to have a workshop that I wasn't interested in. Like, everyone tells me to do drink and draw. Okay, maybe I will do it eventually, but there's already so many drink and draws anyone can go to. Like, I don't feel as uh, excited about doing that. And uh, I guess the stained glass like I had seen her sculpture she also used to be an architect and so she's just like a very skilled um, artist but has an amazing awareness of geometry and how things work together and so I took a private with her to check it out and I was like no this is awesome she would be great in this space and we talked about like how it would work and stuff so 
it's kind of like me testing out things and then seeing like what equipment do they need how many people do they feel comfortable supervising at one time like how would it work in my space um, and yeah there are things that it's just like oh when I have free time I love to work on art or make art projects or whatever so why don't I just do that in the backspace as a side project rather than go do it on my own like I can bring it to the community you know okay see if people go for it or not okay yeah <laughs> all right oh, so what was I, gonna, I was thinking about the grind but the grind is not that I'll come back to that later what emotion do you feel drives you creatively inspires you creatively um, I'll, I'll follow up with that question is when you answer. Oh, that's a really good question. I'm a, a very emotional person. Like I have, I can tell you my feelings about this cup and I have very different feelings about this table. You know, like I have feelings about everything. Um, but I've never thought about that before. Like, I don't know... I think, I guess, I guess there's like just a little, there's like a little dense ball of excitement somewhere inside of me that's just kind of like, do this or try this or like, see how it happens. Like, I think there is, um, you know, there's a little bit of a feeling of flow. I don't consider that an emotion, but sometimes things just work when you're trying to make something and I think I'm always looking for that feeling like I can sit down to draw and really be dissatisfied with what comes out most of the time but every once in a while maybe I feel like I hit a groove and I have something beautiful that I hold on to and mean something to me for forever, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not really, I don't feel so connected to my emotional center when I'm making, well, that's not true. Sometimes, sometimes I do. I guess it depends on the medium. Like if I am making these glass pieces or drawing or painting that feels more like a fun recreational activity where um, I'm totally disconnected from any feelings of stress I guess I'm just in the present right I'm mm -hmm. just in the present and so that feels really good I think writing I'm often the most inspired to write when I'm feeling like so super depressed okay. or down or just like, oh, of all these things to say, but it comes out in a like more fluid way if it's coming from this place of just like despair, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes really excited or happy too, but I feel like, um, what other things do I do? I don't know. I mean dance is like just being yourself and not worrying about what anyone is thinking or doing around you like I feel like that kind of expression is just very 
organic and I can't put a feeling to it besides just expression. Your question totally baffles me in a good way. I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. Um, yeah, what do you think? Oh, or how, what do you feel? I think it depends. Like, God. So, as a rule, I try to avoid in injecting. But you know what? This is a conversation. So, just from my opinion about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I will speak like 60,000 kind of like speak about what I've heard or what I think. And I'll give you a little bit of me, me personally. Like for instance, like Alanis Morissette's like Jagged Little Pill. Mm -hmm. You could, that, that album came from like a really angry place and she was, must be going to get in a breakup and she was like, I'm going to express this anger through my music. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think she can look back on that and say, okay, this is anger and I'm not there anymore, but you can tell this is like where I was when I was doing it. Um, me, so I interviewed Erica, um, with a mutual friend, Erica, and she was saying that she is, um, her baseline, like a lot of times is sad. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sad is a place that's like, just like, this is the place where I can just like calm or like, and sometimes I can get into like the flow of a place. And I would say that's kind of close to joyful maybe kind of true lovish mm -hmm. um it's, it's a similar type of feeling um but getting to like a place where i'm just able to just emote i would say probably sad is probably the easiest place for me to write from, to like be creative from mm -hmm. i guess i feel like I just the emotion that I feel is not emotion it's just I feel the most connected to myself if I'm being creative it kind of feels like um calm or peace yeah okay yeah um I don't think I can be creative if I'm really nervous or worried about something yeah you know I always feel like this is I was thinking about that like so I feel like whenever I'm in my head about something mm -hmm. and I'm trying to be creative I am being creative at something it's just like oh I know what I want it to be and so I'll try to be creative in a direction mm -hmm. and if I can just like calm myself down I can just be expressive um, just oh, I, I am uh, and that may be like sad, happy, whatever, but it's just like you can kind of like feel like being wherever you're at. Um, so that would be my feeling on emotions. Um, uh, where, wh where does where you come from, how does that affect your creativity? Um, like the place that I come from, or or the family, family that you come from. Like. I mean, my mom is a very creative person, um, but actually, like I don't know. I mean, I think that I have. Um, I think that I probably am a creative person because of her. She. Um, 
she's like a much more highly skilled artist than I am and so I think that she was not like so encouraging about me being an artist she was kind of just like oh okay that's nice you know but um huh. I I don't know I still think I probably got that uh, whatever ability I have, like definitely came from my mom, not my dad. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know really about the. I mean, I guess creativity is a way of thinking outside the box, and so in one way, I think being. Um, homeschooled was different and so maybe I learned some creative ways of thinking from that. It's mostly just like dark memories for me because I hated being homeschooled. I wanted to go to regular school and be with regular kids and I guess um, the rest of my family's dogma is just very dogmatic. Um, so the other side of that was I felt like I was really being taught to think inside the box in a religious sense. Um, so maybe, uh, maybe in a way creativity feels rebellious for me just because it's like exploring the unknown or something. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because like where, like where are you from in the re re regionally in the country? So I was born in Boston, but um, my family moved to Southwest Virginia when I was nine. So I mostly, I guess mostly half and half, whatever, before I was 18 was in um, the Northeast and then in very rural Southwestern Virginia. Like there were just like, I would wake up and there would be a giant bull staring in my bedroom window that was on the porch, like taking a shit, you know, <laughs> tired to wake up in the morning. <laughs> Did that affect your creativity in any way? Um, you know, I love the outdoors and I think I appreciate it more than if I had grown up in the Northeast, but I really, uh, I don't know. I still have a lot of I still have a lot of fear whenever I have to go back to my hometown. Um, I'm going back in a couple weeks for a wedding. And there are a lot of nice people. There are also just a lot of really close-minded people. And um, I feel like I came from an oppressive religion. Maybe not religion, but oppressive um, sect or whatever of that religion so it just feels like it feels sad to me because I feel like people don't know that there are other opportunities or ways of living and I feel that way about my parents too okay um they are happy I guess but um yeah I don't feel like I don't feel like inspired. Okay, by it doesn't connect from. you. Okay. No. Although oh. I love hiking, like when I'm back, I'm excited that I'm gonna get to spend time outdoors and go hiking. So, I guess nature is um, just 
I mean, it's really funny that I live in New York because <laughs> I really just want to be outdoors in the sunshine, like all of the time. And I think that that is where I do feel the most myself and the most free. So I don't know if I feel like nature inspires my creativity. I think they feel like separate things to me. Hmm. Separate places or realms to inhabit. Like I can be in an art space or I can be in a nature space, but I'm not like out walking and then feel like, oh, I want to paint this when I get home. I feel like things that I want to draw and create like just come more for my imagination. And nature is like a place I get to inhabit and enjoy with all my senses. Do you take much photography? Mm. Um, no, I don't think so. I did. I went through a phase where I had my own dark room after I got laid off. I had my own dark room in the apartment and that was cool. But, um, I don't really, you know, I really like, I feel that compulsion to take pictures, but I don't feel like it's an expression of art for me. And I feel like sometimes I really want to choose to just be. be yeah and not <laughs> not connect to trying to capture anything okay all right um so going back to, to about to your parents mm -hmm. do you feel like you're we can edit this out by I, the know, way. I know <laughs> do you feel like your dad is creative no i don't okay. i don't that's interesting i mean i think that I knew that I don't see him as creative, but I've never just thought like my dad's not creative. I guess I just made that connection. Like maybe that's why I have such a hard time relating to him because he's not a creative person. Okay. So do you think they're creative people and not creative people? Um, I mean, I guess I do. I will say like this goes maybe a little bit deeper than what you're asking, but I think that many, many, many more people would be creative people if they had um, the right circumstances surrounding them to allow them to be. So I don't think that, um, you know, my dad was like one of eight kids, grew up on a farm with an outhouse, like didn't have shoes, whatever. Like, I don't think there was ever really a time in his life where he could be creative or explore that. And I think if you've never learned that before, it's really hard in your 70s to okay. start being motivated. Um, so I don't think it's something that, I don't think, I don't know, clearly, but I don't think it's something that people are born with or not born with, but I think that um, there are creative people and there are non-creative people. It's kind of what I think about uh, souls okay. too where it's like I think everyone has the potential to cultivate a soul inside themselves but if that part of you is never activated or encouraged maybe maybe it's not really so present huh didn't you okay alright uh I, 
just a bit of commentary. I never know how to like, cause I, I, somewhat am largely neutral cause I don't ever want to like, this is good. Like, I think this is your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, but I never know whether or not I should respond to give people feedback. or. I, I love feedback. Like um, I'm not going to be offended. No, I don't. You're like, that's not true. I don't know that. I, I honestly, I don't know that there is a, that's not true or that it's true. Yeah. I, I think there is like, People have different relationships with creativity and honestly the point of it is just to talk to enough people and suss out like for me what creativity is and it feels like I'm getting I have good some idea of what I think it is um, but also just kind of just dip, hear different people's points of view on it mm-hmm. um, so how many siblings do you have I just have one sister okay. mm-hmm. um, is she she, she is creative. She um, she's an incredibly talented writer, and I don't like. I think she drew a little bit. I mean, I think she made artwork too. But uh, writing is really her creative expression. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you, I, I have a. When you when you're creative, does it matter what your friends or community think about it at all, or is it just something you're doing for you? Um, I think it's something that I do for myself. I enjoy sharing it. Like, look what I made. You know, I'm like a proud little kid or whatever. If everyone was like, "That sucks, Susie. Don't show that to me again." Like. Maybe I would stop sharing, you know? I mean, people, um, I don't, I feel like, yeah, uh, people are just supportive that I'm doing that. And I think that is something that, um, I don't, going back to process, I guess, I don't ever start making something with like, I'm gonna make a painting of this. Like, I like, I feel the same way about music actually. Like I like to use that part of my brain without like an end goal in mind and just see what happens. Um, That feels really good to me. And that was really freeing for me to realize like, oh, you know, I can sing. Everybody can sing, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, you know, on the radio worthy, but just that I think as human beings, before we were so aware of what was the best and what all these other people were doing and excelling at, like, there wasn't electricity, right? Like, making music was something that you could just do in the evenings together with one another um, and share in song or whatever. And I think that we've that's one of the areas that we've really lost sight of what it is to be human. And that uh, now we listen to music and love music and enjoy it. But it used to be a fundamental part of human experience to make music together. And I think that, uh, I think we're a little less human for losing that. Um, This is an interesting point, so Elizabeth Gilbert, she listened to a podcast where she was on and she was talking about said when kids 
or all kids are super creative and they're doing stuff they're making mm-hmm. paintings and she said about I think it, she said it's like seven ish there's this age where kids start to compare themselves to other people mm-hmm. and they're like oh well my horse doesn't look like Susie's horse and also there is some type of authority figure that says well Susie's horse is a good horse your horse is not a good horse and so we start to like call people out and you push people into like these are the creatives these are the people who need to do something else with their lives mm-hmm. um, and it seems like you're touching a little bit on that like yeah. there's like a certain amount of judgment that happens with creativity that people are told this is the right way or not the right way to do things mm-hmm. and they start to compartmentalize themselves and so um, yeah yeah and I think people are naturally drawn to some things and others aren't and maybe it's an idealistic point of view to think that um, everyone used to engage in musical expression together but I think music is separate from the other arts in that respect and that it was really um, an integral part of the human experience whereas I don't feel like everyone used to sit around and draw together and they don't do that anymore Hmm. Okay. It's interesting because I I don't know. I guess I haven't done enough like hit, like research into it. But I I imagine like I don't know enough about cave paintings and like mm-hmm. who was doing the cave paintings. Whether that they were like the artisan class of like these tribes, these prehistoric tribes, and like, yeah. where everyone's just like we're all cave painting because this is what we do. We got some time in this cave. We got any, we don't have any mm-hmm. lights, so we have this extra stuff. So we'll just paint on the walls. I don't. I just don't know. I think um, maybe music is one of the things that's probably easiest to be communal about because mm-hmm. you can dance and music is kind of thing thing you kind of do as a group. Whereas maybe the other types of creative expression you could kind of do on your own a little mm-hmm. bit more easily. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, just like history, oral histories and stuff have been passed down through song and like it was a way of relaying information and stuff too. So I guess um, I just miss that. Like I find singing a really beautiful experience and I don't have like a good voice, but um, yeah, I think it feels like different to me than other kinds of expression or very different from messing around with my instruments or whatever like singing feels like um more sacred to me and maybe that's because of my background actually like I don't think about it but you know growing up going to church every day like singing was a big part of my life but I also kind of had this awareness that I didn't have like as good of a voice as other people or whatever to sing so I haven't really thought about it in that context that maybe that feels so true to me because it was partially just my own experience where that used to be a very regular part of my life and then kind of disappeared for a while okay I'm finding it again interesting because I, I wonder if some people have a similar experience with what you're talking about like with cooking mm-hmm. like how like I grew up like they grew up and they like cook with their grandfather or their grandmother and like that connection of like expression is mm-hmm. the different is the, their way of like very soulful sense of creativity yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay um how does your 
how does your race and gender affect your creativity? Mm. Um, I don't know. I guess. Does it? It maybe does it affect your? I'm not sure. Um, I don't think I'm aware of it affecting my creativity. Um, I guess, like. I'm a big fan of socially aware art and activism um, and how art can be effective in those ways. I don't feel like that's something that I do um, or have done yet. And um, I like the idea of that. I think it kind of would, it would be like a new Skill I would actually have to try to cultivate because it is like a goal-oriented thing um, to make something like I think that's one of the highest forms of art in a way like I have so much respect for creative expression which can you know signify a whole movement and be recognized across cultures and communicate something with an image so effectively that like you can't, you can't do in the same instantaneous way with, you know, a book. But, um, yeah, I don't think my, I mean, I think everything I do is affected by my race and gender. So yeah, but not in a, not in a conscious way, I guess. Okay. Huh. Yeah, Erica had a similar answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do want, and I, maybe this is something that some people, how, okay, better question. So, how much is creativity part of your identity? I guess it's a huge part of my identity. Yeah. Um, just in, I don't know, if I were to describe myself, like, I feel like that would be in my list of things that I would think of to say. It's like, I'm a creative person. And I think that, um, like, people always ask me if I'm an artist, and I generally say no. Um then sometimes I explain and they're like, yeah, you're an artist, you know, or whatever. But I don't feel like, um, I guess, I mean, I don't like this thought, but my first thought is just like, I don't, um, I don't feel like I deserve to call myself an artist because I, I think, I think a big part of being an artist is that dedication and commitment of really really delegating enough space and time in your life to like focus on your art and I haven't done that yet maybe I will become an artist someday but I have never like really tried to take it to that level where I would feel like I can I call myself a creative person and I feel like saved by my creativity in a way from the rest of the things in life that suck. Huh. Cause 
it's funny when you were saying that about like there's like a rigor component to like being an artist mm-hmm. it sounds like that like you were referring to with your mom and you're like mm, it's not that it's not just like skill though I think it's I think it's just um, I think it's like being ready to take that risk to kind of like I'm gonna speak I'm going to give up this much time because this thing is so valuable to me. Like, I've always been like, I'm going to focus all my time on whatever idea I've had for the past six and a half years, which is the shop. And then if there's leftover space, I want to do fun, creative things on the side. Like, you know, six and a half years ago, I could have also been like, I want to be an artist. I'm going to do that, right? So... Yeah, it's it's the I don't know. I think being an artist is like a way that you structure your life is how I see it. I'm not going to judge people who say they're an artist and I know that really like they spend 95% of their time, you know, working for the man to get it by. Like they can they can identify as an artist, but I don't want to identify as an artist unless like I'm ready to really be an artist with the majority of my time and resources. Okay. Because, like, I'm trying to, like, focus my thoughts. That that, that was like, okay, where do I want to go? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Uh, when you say that, when you, when you say, when people call you an artist, what do you tell them that makes, you, that makes them say that? Um, oh gosh, I don't know. Are you an artist? Um, I guess I say that I enjoy making art, or I don't know. I don't know what I what I say. Okay. Say whatever. Because you you said you like play around with your like instruments, and I I I don't like I'm like what does that mean? Because like there some people are like like. Like, are you creating music? Like, there's something, there seems like there's a certain level, there's a higher level of, like, I don't know, I put on, I play music on my, on my iPhone or my, um, mm-hmm. although my, it's hard to, like, state things without being judgmental, because I really don't, I think you can be creative and be an artist in that way, too. Mm-hmm. But when you say you mess around with your instruments, what does that mean? For me, it's playing. Okay. It's not, like, making art. I feel like if I was going to make art, then that would be like trying to capture it and record it and like refine it and perfect it, right? And to me, it's just like enjoying the creative expression of like making sounds for myself and seeing what these different things do together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, um, I don't know how to play songs like I know how to explore the keyboard and enjoy myself. Huh. So it's... It seems... When you talk about it, it seems like being creative is kind of part of your being in a way that you just, like... It, it sounds like, to me, when I'm listening to what you're saying, it sounds like, to me, it's like being an artist is something that you do to make a living and to make a career out of it and mm-hmm. being creative is something you can kind of just do on the side um and that that distinction is always kind of complicated because i've i've read enough about art and sometimes like 
you become an artist because you have the opportunity. It's like you become a director because your family was like in the movie business so you were exposed to like film all the time and then you had the connections and so when you came out of art school or film school you were able to do it so someone else you have to like squeeze and do it on the side and some if you had the opportunity sometimes you like your life is allows you to do it more than others and so i don't like i don't like i don't know there's a distinction it's hard to mm-hmm. like put a thing Yeah, I don't think you have to be making a living or supporting yourself through your art to be an artist. But, I mean, the person who works at Best Buy for eight hours, but then more nights than not, like, they take that time and they have their space in their studio and they're working on something. Like, I think being an artist does have a little bit of, it's like something about the dedication. It's like for me, more nights, like 90% of the nights, I'm gonna choose to do something with my friends. Um, And sometimes that also involves art, but I don't have like a personal art practice that I nurture. It's more like filling in the gaps. (laughs) You know? There's a sacrifice element to yeah. this. It's like, yeah. 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 I okay. think so. And maybe it's not a sacrifice for them. Like, for them, maybe it's totally fulfilling. But I, yeah, that's where I draw my distinction. Like, I haven't given up more of other, I haven't wanted to give up more of other parts of my life in order to focus more on art the way that my friends who I consider artists do. Okay. Um, how much is. How much does economics affect your creativity? I mean, a lot. But at the same time, I don't know because I've never had um, I've never had that situation of like not needing to worry about paying my rent. Like I think that if I didn't have to worry about paying my rent, I would just make art all the time. But I don't know, like, I also think that I need some structure and it would depend on other factors too, like maybe I would end up watching TV, I hope not, right? But it's like, do you really, I think that in my head, but I don't really know until it happens. Okay. Yeah. How? See, I had this question about, um your store and you're wanting to facilitate other people in a way like in some way back it up how much does like how much do you think about pricing when you in your stores like making this available for people or it's like this is how much it costs it cost for me and so I have to charge this amount to keep the lights on or I have to charge this amount to make a profit and to like enable me to do other things in my life um it really depends on each individual piece like it's not like all shirts are twenty dollars like I really enjoy researching the items and so like there's certain labels because of the age of the union label or because of the materials or the craftsmanship like it's worth more across the board everywhere so some of it is like an opportunity cost like I used to get into this situation where um, like 
other people were buying my stuff to upsell in their stores because I was making it too affordable. And that felt kind of shitty when I found out. And so um, I do price higher now than I used to, but then there's other things like if I found a really good deal on a certain piece, like I don't feel like I need to charge so much for it. Like I try to make hidden deals in there for because I really love the customer that's like myself, which is the person who's going to come in and like examine everything in the store and then maybe choose one thing out of the whole thing, but like that enjoys taking the time to really inspect and appreciate it. And so I want to reward that person with like finding something special at a good deal. Um, but it's just a range. Like the more recent stuff is by nature more affordable. So high schoolers can come in. We have like drawers in the dresser that are like the $5 drawer, the $10 drawer. And they're not, they're not really special vintage pieces, but they are there for the person who wants that experience of finding something interesting in a vintage store and doesn't have a lot to spend. And then I have some things that like, I could never afford myself to buy, but because of where they came from or, you know, its value on the market, like I have to charge that price so that so-and-so doesn't just yeah. take it and sell to their people. Yeah. Um, so I do think about it a lot. I mean, I enjoy researching, comparing to what other similar things are being sold for and kind of like gauging some of it is really arbitrary, like it's always easier to sell black things in New York than like yellow things, you know, so it could be a very similar item, but I know it will sell much quicker because it's black, and so maybe I price it $5 higher than the same thing that's yellow. I don't know. That's business, I guess. But you don't think of this as creative, like the research and the understanding? I don't think of they... it as creative. I think of it as... Um, I don't know, just my job. Okay. Not just my job, because I enjoy it. Like, I don't think I, I wouldn't have to research it, right? I like knowing about it so that if someone has a question, I can give them a whole story. It doesn't feel the same, though, as like, when you're doing this, it doesn't feel the same as when you're making creative things. No, it okay. doesn't feel the same. I did want to touch on something, yes. though. I initially really loved the idea of opening the shop because I imagined it as this place where people would come in and I would meet them and you know get to connect, hang out with my dog. In between people coming in, I was just gonna make art. So at the initial outset, like not marketing or advertising was like a huge priority for me. Cause I was like, I'm word of mouth and I'm gonna be making my art. So I don't need people flooding the space. Um, I have never been able to do that in all of this time. Like I, that, I guess this is part of the creative process. Like, if I start making something and someone comes in, even like someone that I love, it's so frustrating for me to just be interrupted during that process. Like, I've found it's not something that I can do and then stop and then go back to. And I would love to change that about myself because I think it would be such a great use of my time. But um, yeah, I can't handle it. I need like, uh, I need my own, I need 
space that I'm not going to be interrupted and have to deal with whatever comes up. Or like when I have tried to do that, I kind of end up just like ignoring the person because I'm really into what I'm doing and then just not being the kind of, you know, warm, approachable shopkeeper that I want to be. Like you can't, I feel like I can't both cultivate an inviting open atmosphere to anyone who walks through the door and get lost in my art. So that's why I guess that's been the biggest disappointment for me of the shop and then also like part of okay so you're getting tired of this like what do you want I'm like all right more let's see if we can tack on some arts workshops behind this to kind of keep that how much is how much is creativity associated and linked with spirituality or sacredness to you Hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like the most, it's a, it's a really intriguing thought for me to try to, well, um, in general, I experience them apart from one another. Okay. Um, I guess I have had like crossovers where Maybe I have some drawings that are special to me that are things like I sketched like before an ayahuasca ceremony was about to start, you know, and I'm just kind of preparing myself in the space and putting, you know, pencil to the paper and like feel like it's a representative and important image to me still of what that place was and what that time was. But in general, I feel like that's just something, they're both two areas that I really want to grow in myself that I think I've stifled in different ways for different reasons over the years. So I love that question. I'm really excited to see um, how I feel differently about that in 10 years because I feel like that's something I would say like spirituality and creativity and more time in nature are my three like personal uh just goals for my future okay things that i want to manifest and cross-pollinate huh okay so the question that i normally ask and i will ask it after i ask the first question is like what is your i, I still this directly from on being. <laughs> uh, what is your spiritual background? Mm. So I grew up in, um, I mean, I guess my parents consider themselves non-denominational, but mostly like evangelical Southern Baptist um, church. Mm -hmm. Um and your spiritual, current spiritual state is not that. No, it's not. Okay. Um, th so the reason why I brought that up is because, like, I intuitively, there's something 
to me, there's something connecting about spirituality and creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't sure whether or not you had the same connection. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Maybe it'll evolve and change as you move along in your journey. Um, But I was was wondering, like, how that beginning pollinates where it goes. Because, I mean, if you you start off there, like in a Southern Baptist tradition, and you're like, that's not reflective of, like, what I feel spirituality or I don't want to be part of spirituality at all um, that may affect like how creativity and spirituality link but it doesn't sound like you have that it's just like you it's just like you're you're compartmentalized for the most part except sometimes they bleed in and I'm just thinking about like being in middle school I feel like is when I started to get more into art and music and I was really into the 60s and 70s back then too and so I think that um, that kind of art and creative expression it felt like very other from the church experience that I was going to and I mean this is um, well the, the hardest thing for me about reconciling the spirituality of my past with the creativity of my past is that for me the essence of creativity is being open to a myriad of different possibilities Um, and the essence of what I experienced in the church that I'm from was being closed to all other possibilities besides this like one very specific thing so i think that's why um it feels like they just don't match up to me from there but um that's not how i think of spirituality now so we'll see okay yeah um what i'll ask as soon as i i think i have a sense of what you're like you know, I'll be surprised sometimes. Is creativity more cerebral or emotional for you? I guess it's emotional, but I don't think of it as emotional. And um, I think it's, uh, I guess I would say it's instinctual. But I don't think my instincts are the same as my emotions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like an inner sense of like, like I feel like I'm running through the forest or wherever, right? Like I have kind of a an inner compass where I can, what I love to do when I go to a new city is just go and not look at anything and then I can retrace my steps back, right? So I'm not lost, even though I don't know where I am. And that's how I feel about being creative and following creative impulses is, it's not an emotion, but I feel like I'm following some Hmm. inner path. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't Is that too weird? <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. Um, it, 
it sounds somewhere along the lines of some people it sounds like more like a connection that's not a thoughtful or emotional it's like you're kind of just like allowing the universe to take you where it takes you Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't like I don't know honestly where to put that and I haven't talked to enough people to like be able to articulate that or even form a thought about that Um, but that's what sounds kind of similar to what you're saying I don't think it's the universe though I feel like I'm allowing myself to guide me but it's not um, it's not an emotion this is also like I think of emotions in a very different way the past few months because my therapist is very specific about what is an emotion like she's always asking me like what emotion did you feel and I'll be like I felt rejected and she's like that's not an emotion I'll be like okay (laughs) I felt sad or hurt and she's like hurt is a reaction it's not an emotion you know and so it's like really um I think I'm in the process of reevaluating what is emotional to me okay all right uh okay like that seems like the way you talk about it it seems like it would even be difficult to me to articulate like and maybe rightfully so maybe i don't quite understand what emotions are which is actually an interesting thing that i never really thought about but i'll kick that around yeah (laughs) i'll drop that in the back of my head um do are there types of creative expression that you don't allow yourself to express or do you don't you like I don't go there um um like that I avoid are there creative expression that I intentionally avoid mm-hmm. um I don't know um I mean I don't think so I guess like skateboarding can be creative I mean creative expression right I don't intentionally avoid it like if it was nice out and you'd showed up with a skateboard and like wanted to do it I would be open to trying it but I don't um, I think it's more of just like there's forms of creative expression that haven't fallen into my lap yet or that I haven't felt drawn to enough to just pursue on my own but I don't I don't know what do you mean um I don't know so let's say um you don't want to do anger creatively it's like I don't want to be like that's not something I kind of so I kind of you avoid anger creative creatively um sensuality like there's just different parts it's like you know what I'm not comfortable like I do that over in this place and I'm creative in this place and so like I only make I I would think a good example of this is like musicians may do this it's like we don't make angry music we Mm -hmm. make whimsical playful music and we don't do angry stuff because that's not part of like who I want to be what I want to project into the universe and so I consciously avoid doing this type of thing maybe a different type of thing it's like well um I always think about I always think whenever I watch dance Mm -hmm. and martial arts that they're very similar to me um it's just like it's a way of moving your body and you control over your body but like oftentimes those two people those two types of people or two double groups don't always 
mingle and so it's just like well i've consciously decided to go and dance and i don't do martial arts i've consciously decided to do martial arts and i don't do dance um yeah. so that's what I, I guess that's where i was reaching well for i mean i used to do aerial for example aerial silks mostly and um i really enjoyed it but for me it was more it was i was just having Fun. Like I wanted to learn new skills to be able to do it for the experience. I didn't have the creative expression like as a performer bug. Like I did perform just in student shows, but um, my instructors were always like, "Make it more beautiful, make it more flowery," and I'm like, "Okay, you know. go." Um, so that's what I first did with film was assistant directing, and then. Also through the shop, like I met filmmakers who wanted to shoot in the space and trying to think of what was the first thing, but um, I've just helped with styling different film sets and um, set design is really what I prefer, but I guess I also have the least experience. I feel like it's the most natural follow-up to being an architect and also being in my world with these filmmakers and other people. But um, I've done that the least of everything. Um, styling or costume design is something that um, is more frequent that I enjoy, but also feels like less exciting because it's more similar to what I feel like I already do every day. Um, and I think that's one, I think that's just like an essence of me is that I get bored quickly. Like I want to learn new things and try different things out rather than like stay in one path and nurture that and develop that forever. But, um, I just like the energy of being, um, being like a small part in this big machine that comes together and like has, um, it's really, is really magical. You know, it's like these, the filmmakers I've worked with are all independent, right? And they're so passionate and they're like financing it themselves. You know, they're not sponsored by anyone. And so it's like everything matters. All these moments matter and like, it's just a, it's a huge undertaking that I really respect and also have no desire to do myself. Like I've never been like, I want to make a film like that. That shit is beyond me. Like I want to, I want to participate and help out and support in these capacities. But, um, yeah, like making a whole film is not something I'm called to. So I guess that's something I would say. I'm avoiding, but I've also acted and stuff too. And I really enjoy that too. Um, yeah. Huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I prefer to be like I, mediocre I, I, at everything like, than like, great at one thing. Oh man. Thank you. We can't have a very long conversation about creativity. All right. So <laughs> I feel like just to, tie it up a bit because I feel like now my brain can go down this different other rabbit hole about film. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is seems to be super interesting. But do you feel like and I'm not sure if I believe that the mediocre at everything and good at anything is I'm like that I'm not sure if I'm gonna let slide. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you feel like it's still creative for you to do those to do the film stuff? Um I don't know. Okay, so hmm, I don't want to say this, but it's. I think it's true. I think that um, while this was my favorite project that I've been a part of, I don't feel like I really did anything so creative okay. as a part of it. I feel like um, I enabled the cre. I helped enable the creativity behind the project to work and function. And I would say like assistant directing, same thing. Like I enjoyed being part of a creative project, but I don't see what I was doing as creative okay. in that capacity. Um, whereas like, yeah, styling or set design or whatever. Yeah. That feels like creative to me. Okay. But in those respects, like I was more working on my own too. So working on my own thing, but then that gets translated into something with a lot of other people, right? Similar to architecture. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then the event design too, like just stuff is going, moving so fast, like figuring out how to build in the days before, like that was collaborative, but yeah, like group problem solving in that kind of scenario, I like, but yeah, I don't see it. I see it as a collective creative effort, but I don't feel the same way about what's, I don't feel, well, yeah, it's just different. Okay. It's a little different for me. Okay. Um, all right. Two things, and we'll be done. Okay. Question. What was your first creative moment? Is your mm, moment? Wow. Um, um, I don't know if this is really a creative moment. I guess... Mm, this is a weird answer, but it's just what's coming into my head right now. So in this respect, like creativity is going back to my thinking of it as an essence or an expression or uh, being very opinionated, I guess. But um, when I was very young, I guess I wasn't speaking yet. I was like less than two, but I was walking with... Um, my parents in the woods or whatever and I found this pine cone it was like a really like gross disgusting mashed up pine cone and I like handed it to my dad to like hold on to me I, like put it in his hand closed his hand around it right so he's walking we're all walking and then he drops it and picks up like a nice pretty pine cone in its place and like, we kept walking and then I saw his hand and I like took it, took the nice pine count and I threw it down on the ground and like stomped on it and then like 
went back to find the old one. And I mean, I, I like, I think I remember this, but it's like, I've heard this story so many times. That's why I remember it. But that to me is kind of creativity, I guess. I'm like, no, this one is, this one is special. Or I see something in this that, you know, I want that I appreciate that I want. It's like not, I don't know. Yeah. After that, like, I don't remember. I mean, I drew all the time, but I don't, um, I don't have like another moment that stands out to me from when I was young. It was just like a part of life. Okay. I guess. Second thing. It's actually a really interesting story. All right. So I always try to close these podcasts off with music. Mm. Um, but when I'm interviewing, I want to get what you want. Okay. What music do you want to, uh, uh, this is the spiel I always give. Um, I, there's licensing reads, so I'm not going to play the entire song, but like just a good song or tune that you want to end this podcast with. What do you want it to be? just an addendum to the podcast that I had to do. If you listened to the entire thing and you've gotten this far, you would have noticed that at about an hour and 28 minutes or so, there's a shift in sound and it's like a jump in the podcast. Um, I'm just here to explain what happened. Um, what happened was that my original microphone ran out of memory and so it cut off and it died and it wasn't recording anymore. And what you missed was Susie and I talking about, we started talking about um, a piece of artwork, a print that she has on her wall that's by Duke Riley, an artist. And we moved from that to talking to her about how she had worked with Duke Riley for an, a performance he did at the Brooklyn Navy Yards. It's called Fly By Night. This is in 2016. And it was... A night performance where pigeons had lights attached to, like LCDs attached to their feet. And it was like a really interesting performance. And she talked about that for a bit. And then we wandered into a discussion about her work as an assistant director. It was actually pretty cool. And so I'm sorry you missed it. Um, so we cut out then. And then we cut back in at the end of like her directing and film performance and um, work on film. So that's it. It's about you missed about fifteen minutes, um, and sorry you did. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed the podcast, anyways. Thanks for listening. Bye.